It's Thursday. Today is Thursday. I've brought you the greatest gift of all. Oh, yeah? Well, in that case... Entertain me! It's showtime. Make use of the help that God puts around you. We are not a glum lot. A promise is a promise. It's very simple. Just don't drink and go to meetings. Give time, time. Easy does it. I do it. Want to have self-esteem? Just do esteemable things. One day at a time. We carry the message, not the alcoholic. Don't quit before the miracle happens. Hey, we're the defective characters. Three guys sitting around talking about our personal experience in recovery. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Dennis. James here. The opinions are our own. We don't represent any particular organization, institution, or fellowship. Today, we'll be sharing our experience with Work, Work, Work in episode 62 of the Defective Characters podcast. Let's go. Oh, you said it. Uh, James, I, I owe you $150. We made a bet. Yep. And... Uh, I'll take that in $2 bills, please. $2 bills? You, you know what? He actually told me y'all made a bet. So he's like, you have to do it, and I'll split the money with you. So, Oh, wait. I shouldn't have said that. Uh, now I... Now, yeah. Now it's actually... So, so, Dennis, you wouldn't know anything about work, 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 would you? <laughs> That's not... What are you... <laughs> it's just guys? I'm glad we're in different studios. <laughs> I'm just that's kidding. not that's not very nice. He's <laughs> he, he's definitely shooting you a look that my mother shot me between the ages of twelve and eighteen. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to dignify that with a, with a comment. Just you're lucky we're not on video. <laughs> um, I I'm will say, no, you're good. A good update on the swans. Um, I'm looking at them right now. They look like they also had a bit of a fight. They're oh, a little bit. They're pretty separated. That's weird. Now, the uh, the swans. And if you're like, what are you talking about? You obviously didn't listen to the last episode, so we'll give you a minute. Just go back and listen to it. Pause this one and go back, and you'll listen to uh, to us talk about uh, these amazing swans. That if you do come to visit Celebration Florida, you'll see. Paint the picture. What do they look like, Dennis? They look like giant white dinosaurs. So if or, you've never seen a swan, that might not be true. But it might. It could be. I mean, birds, also, dinosaurs they, were birds. They also look like grown-up, ugly ducklings. They're beautiful. They're not ugly. Yeah. Well, they definitely look like something. I And I never realized I saw videos of them kind of like kissing. Do all swans actually act that affectionate or just those ones usually like each other? Do you know that much about it? I don't know. I think swans typically like mate for life and they're very like couple oriented. So they usually stay by each other and are affectionate, I think. Oh, so without the extreme affection, it's like it's like James and you, right? Together forever? Yes. Forever so and ever. But he doesn't he doesn't cuddle me. Because he's married. He is. He is. Which is a good transition. Thank you. You should do this for a living. <laughs> we would never pay you, but you could live and do this. So, the missus, when is her return, James? There's Kevin in the group. Uh, in a couple days. Yeah? Yeah. Hello. So, so, how has it been? Oh, it's been very good. I work when I can. Peaceful. I... S I stick to um, a pretty good schedule, including 
eating meetings every day and exercise and you know i'll watch the occasional netflix so it's pretty pretty calm and tame and i like it staying close to god and her uh her return you said i'll pick her up uh, in a couple days yeah on sunday to be exact that's that has to be exciting right because it's kind of she still wants five days yeah but when she gets here she wants to quarantine for five days then get tested just to make sure all is okay so it's really another week before i can give her a hug (laughs) okay a little extreme but whatever you just go with it (laughs) yeah i mean well we're also extreme people you know also she'll be you know, flying on an airplane. And she said the last time she was on the airplane, it was completely packed like sardines. And um, there's one person in the back just coughing the entire flight. I'm just like, oh "Oh my, that doesn't set. I would just like get in my head. Like, no, what is he doing? Or she, but yeah, look forward to that. I mean, it's probably he though. I feel like guys, (laughs) guys cough more, right? Yeah. Like that? I don't know. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a thing. So, anything else? Anything come up this week? And uh, do you have a solution to share? Um, man, one thing I was only scheduled two two bar shifts this week, and I I got angry because um the other two bartenders got scheduled seven shifts and six shifts, and I was just I was angry and I was like, no. so I, I reached out to them. I was like, Hey, you guys, if you, if you want to give me a shift, you know, they only gave me two and they both responded like, Oh, that's, that's too bad. I'll let you know. I was like, ah, oh. like no compassion whatsoever. And um, so I prayed and I was like, you know what? It's, it's fine. God, I give it to you. I felt a little better, but it was on my mind for, a good three or four days, like it would just come up and I would just get angry. And then um, on Sunday night, one of the bartenders called and said that uh, both their children had fevers and they needed me to work three of their bar shifts, Monday and Tuesday. And I was like, okay, God, I didn't want you to get little kids sick, but thanks. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I, I felt better. And um, because, you know, that was God's plan all along. So, and then I talked with, uh, you know, the higher ups and I was like, listen, you know, I, I, I think I've been back. I've been back at the bar for over three months and um, I think you could uh, make it a little fair with the shifts. You know, I got to make money, too. But, but then I have to remind myself that, uh, you know, no matter what, God will always provide. Um, he got me through the worst of times. He got me through. When I didn't have a job, when I had no money, and I was okay, so I got to remember that sometimes, you know, you know, boys. It's true. I mean, and that's that's some of the. Uh, I guess that's that's how like the topic came up is the things that you have to actually work through and know um, what to do. I had a experience just last night where there was a project that I was working on. Um, and I'll be honest that I didn't have to do the lion's share of the work. And I'm grateful for that. I don't know why I always ended up like in college and high school and you name it. 
you know, if there's a group project, I was always the one that felt like I had to do the majority of the work and it would annoy me. And this is a situation <laughs> where I didn't. But the person that did, usually, like at work, she has a real, real rough time with it and tries to control everything. And last night, a situation came up where uh, it was an audio project and it was recording everything. And someone said something snarky when she jumped off the call and it recorded everything. <laughs> and she heard the person go, thank God she's gone. And <laughs> oh no, I took it as sarcastic. Okay. And I tried telling her cause she reached out to me and she said, can you believe this happened? And I said, he was being sarcastic. He was, you know, like you could take it like that. Like, you know, when, like we say that even on the podcast, we joke around. I mean, heck, you just did just a couple minutes ago, uh, James, about Dennis. So we know that, that it's a joke and everything. But they, I, I thought, had that relationship. They didn't have that relationship. And she reached out to him and was like, hey, why did you say this? And instead of saying that he was joking or sarcastic, I guess his response was, I wasn't talking about you. Somebody else left. And I know in my heart of hearts that that's not true. And that's unfortunate, but it also just because there's drama doesn't mean that it has to be my drama and I don't have to add into it. So I was grateful that I had the program to actually help me through. And I said, well, so what are you going to do? And maybe some of the program has rubbed off on her uh, because she said, well, all I can control is my emotions, not what they did. So and I'm like, Jesus, I text her because she knows that I am in AA. She doesn't know like a lot of the program uh, as it's laid out. But I said, what did you take a page out of the big book? Like that's <laughs> that's how I know that I need to operate that I can't control everything. Not everybody's going to like me. A lot of people I'm sure don't like me because if you have an opinion on anything in life and voice that opinion, people that don't act, the only people that everyone likes are also, I find the people that no one actually loves, <laughs> you know, because if you don't know anything about somebody else, how are you supposed to have that emotion towards them? Yeah. You might like them, but you don't know. And, uh, I would much rather have my, for a lack of a better term, ride or dies be like you guys. Because we voice our, if we're going through a tough time, going through a great time, or something's bothering us, we put it out there. So that was a great reminder that I had last night as far as that. How's everything going with you, Dennis? Dennis went to Disney World with me. I'm all right. I did go to Disney World with you, and I had an anxiety tag at Disney World. You did? I hadn't noticed. Whatever, it's because you don't pay attention to me. Did you actually not notice? That was sarcasm. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was a good transition. Okay, yeah, it bye. Was, it was... <laughs> you were wrong. <laughs> it wasn't a good transition. It was horrible. Oh, so, there you go. So, so, so how is that was what now? That was four days ago? It was Saturday? So four days. Four days ago, yeah. Fine. What triggered what triggered it? Do you know? No. I don't know. Yeah. It just it just comes on sometimes and you know, I don't know. It is what it is. 
Well, out. yeah. It was after I think you had the coffee. Maybe your belly was empty and you had caffeine, and your body was like, "Wait a minute, we're in Disney World. We got to get out of here." Well, I mean, there's a lot of factors that could contribute to it, for sure. Yeah. Like, caffeine definitely, like, I mean, it doesn't cause it in a way, okay. but it doesn't help it, you know? Understood. Um, and then, like, not eating, like, we didn't eat, uh, that could help cause it. You know, obviously, just, like, the blood sugar dropping and stuff like that. But I don't know. It, it's like it just came on like I was fine. And then we were sitting on the monorail and it just started coming on. You know what else? The monorail was very there was no AC in those monorails and it was very hot and stuffy and I didn't feel comfortable with it. So I can yeah. imagine that led to it, too. Yeah, I mean, a lot of things like I don't think it's like one specific thing that I can like break it down to. You know, I've been, like, since COVID started and, like, you know, everything in the world is just very weird and and not normal right now. So I've had, like, more anxiety since then. You know, like, when we did the movie, I had the anxiety attack and had to reschedule. And so, like, it's been kind of building, and then now it's, like, coming in these waves and then whenever i do have like an episode i have to like like it's almost like being hung over you know it's like an emotional hangover where i'm just exhausted and like sick feeling so it's like kind of been like that where it just it comes and it waves and i start to feel a little better and everything's fine and then i get hit randomly with it again you know in the last few days since saturday it's been like where I'll get like like little spurts. It'll be like five seconds, right? Of all of a sudden, it's like extreme anxiety for like five seconds. And then it'll like relatively quickly go away. But then I'm like drained of energy and, you know, I don't want to eat. I don't want to leave. It kind of goes back into those old old defense mechanisms, you know, which only propagate it and make it worse. But, I yeah. I get those things um but but like the extreme opposite like I get bursts of extreme bliss and it's only for like maybe five or ten seconds but I wish I could stay in there forever and it's it's really quite amazing yeah um, see I I get the exact opposite I get like a burst of existential dread oh no <laughs> and I'm I don't sorry. wish I could stay in there. I'm gonna pr- I'm gonna pray for you Dennis I appreciate it. And I what talk, about the, I, the I movie project with, this um, morning? And he said, yeah, he said that he would pray for me too. What about the movie project with the, the soundtrack? Oh yeah. Like, so, you know, we all did a movie. Us three were a part of it and it's due the 15th. So that's coming up like now. Oh no. And, uh, so I, we had a composer who's like really good and he, uh, he pretty much had a, like a month to get it done and it looks like he's not going to get it done in time. So now I have to like scramble today and like find placeholder music and put it on and render it and get it in before the deadline. So that adds a little stress too, I guess. 
Well, a little got, anxiety, um, not really stress, but a little fear. But I've got some good news for you. I um, since I picked up three bar shifts, um, I was able to help another friend give one of my other shifts away today. So I can um, meet you today for some coffee, and we can whip this thing out together. You want to do that tonight? Um, we we don't have to wait till tonight, unless well, we're gonna be napping all day. I, I kind of do want to get my <laughs> no! nap. No, <laughs> I just want a quick reminder: the episode that we're doing is work, work, work. What were you saying, Dennis? <laughs> so I tell you what: I'll get my nap in and get my shower and all yes, that, yes. and then like this evening we can work on it. I like. <laughs> When I have when I have anxiety, rest is rest is very important. Like oh, I need okay. to make sure I rest. That's well. That's I get a good up at six a.m. every morning to go set up a meeting. Like my. So let's do the rest of this podcast. Indeed. Um, so as far as work, 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 I'll go first so you guys can think because I didn't send you guys the questions um, in advance. Think about a couple examples of the work that you get the most out of. So the work of the program, you get the most out of let's keep this like, I guess, program based to help out somebody. What you thought was the, so the most rewarding and the most challenging work that, uh, that you've done in the program thus far. Okay. So think about those. I'll give some examples on the, what I, I guess the most challenging work that I did when I first came into the rooms was in my head committing to a 90 and 90. And that's just a suggestion. Everything in the program is suggestion. But I couldn't wrap my head around that I actually had to hit 90 meetings in 90 days. And in not every circle is it a recommendation but uh you know two people that i worked with one that brought me into my first meeting another that brought me into my second and introduced me to my first sponsor uh particularly that that second person she she was like riding my ass really hard as far as 90 and 90s what i had to commit to and she kept saying like i mean you wanted to to drink and use every day. Right. And I'm like, well, yeah, fucking right. Like, yeah, I wanted, I needed it. And she said, so you can't take an hour out of your day to go, like go to a meeting. And I finally, it was probably, I did a meeting every single day for 30 days. Something came up where I wasn't able to hit one. So I hit two, you know, on one day and I thought, oh, well, that that counts. And I remember having a conversation with her and she's like, oh, so what meeting you go to today? And I said, well, I wasn't I'm not able to. I hit two yesterday. And she said, oh, means you got to start over. Uh (laughs) You got to do another 90 and 90. She's like, it's it's fine. It's progress, not perfection. She threw that out. But I was like, I was genuinely pissed. And I'm like, I talked to my sponsor. He said it was fine. And I mean, if you do two in one day, that's it's 90 meetings in 90 days, not 90 days consecutively one meeting. Right. Right. Which is why I don't talk to her anymore. No, I'm kidding. Um, 
<laughs> Dennis is like, you cut people out that soon. Honestly, back in the day, I probably would have, but I didn't. Um, and so I just kept going and I at least hit a meeting every, every uh, like 90 meetings in 90 days. I definitely did that for, and, and this is not a record. This is not an award, but I would say the first almost six months, um, I did that. And then I, I kept it up and it was like five, five to seven a week. Um, so that work that started the most challenging really became some of the most rewarding. Um, and also meeting newcomers, I would say, is the work that not necessarily sponsees, but newcomers and just reaching out my hand and putting down my number and picking up the phone when a number that I didn't know, it, like I still do that to this day. I still, if I don't know a number in celebration, it's a little different. I used to put my name down and give it to a newcomer almost every meeting. Now there's just not that many newcomers that come around. I offer it and I give them my number, but there's not as many um, that I come in contact with. But that's some of the most rewarding is just kind of, uh, yeah, just picking up the phone when somebody calls. It, it's some of the easiest stuff, especially if I can just put whatever I'm doing on hold to help out. Like I get a lot of, out of that. Who wants to go next? Dennis, or James? I'll go. Um, yeah, James. Thanks. Thanks for starting us off. And, um, you know, definitely some of the challenging works that was, I mean, just the road to get here. I think of like, you know, when I was 23, first coming into the, to the rooms and just the work it took to realize at such a young age that, man, I've, I've got issues. And I knew instinctively that it was, it was alcohol. And I knew that I knew about AA. I didn't know anyone in the program and I didn't, know anything except what I saw on TV, but I knew that, you know, I couldn't stop drinking and there's something called Alcoholics Anonymous. So, you know, and so the work to get here was a long, grueling road, um, you know, in and out of programs, only coming to the meetings when, you know, I'd get into a fight with my significant other and then really not, really not doing the work that was required of me. Um, I think about when I came into the rooms this last time and the, um, the work that I had to start right away with my sponsor, um, you know, he started making me read right away. And to me, reading is work. Um, I, to this day, um, read books by listening to them through Audible. We're not sponsored by Audible. And, you know, that's, it's probably something that I could definitely work on. Um, but, um, I would read to me. That was work. Um, he had me writing down uh, my fourth step. That was work, you know, and it was, it was a lot of soul searching, gut wrenching work that I did not want to face. And, um, you know, ultimately I, I was able to do it to the best of my ability and I, I'm a better person because of it. Some of the, the rewarding works that I've done are definitely working with others. Um, I've had three sponsees in three years. Uh, 
two of them have finished the steps and are actively participating in AA. And uh, I just got a text from one of my sponsees yesterday, and uh, he's doing good. He's um, I'm, I'm proud of them, and um, it's good to see them come from a you know a hopeless state into a pace, place of peace and having a relationship with God. So, you know, that would be the, you know, what I would call rewarding, um, definitely working with others. That's, that's where I see the most rewards in work. What about you, Dennis? Um, I mean, I think I agree with both of you on a lot of things. To me, when I hear work, 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 it's the, it's the steps. It's the work of the program, you know, um, you get some people that come in and don't do the steps, you know, and they don't get the benefits of doing them. You know, like I've known someone who had significant time and had never done the steps and you can kind of still see in them that dryness of it. You know, they haven't fully recovered in a way. They're not drinking. Yeah, but they haven't benefited from the rest of it in a way. Um, so that's what I think is like, it's come in and do, do the steps. You know, that's the first thing, like don't drink, go to meetings and then get a sponsor and start doing the work. Um, as far as like, like my favorite step or the one that I think I get the most benefit from like on a daily basis is probably like step three, that surrender. I have to constantly remind myself that you know god's in control he like here's my will my way of life blah 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 um then the most fearful you know is probably um you know like step four and five you know that that rigorous honesty with yourself looking at your fears and your resentments and your defects and stuff like that and like being honest about them and like sharing that with someone else and i think it's the most important because that's where we clean house. When we say like to clean house, it's step four and five that we're doing that, you know, at least the heavy work of it. But then like, I like what you said, James, about working with others. I think like, you know, step 12, I think is one of the most important steps that we have. And it's one of the ones that you see a lot of people overlook. You know, I've known a lot of people that have gone through the steps, some people that I've walked through the steps, other people that have been around a lot longer than me. And, you know, it's like they get all the way up to step 11 and then step 12. It's like, oh, we're done. Like it's nothing. But it's that working with others, one that benefits us a lot, but then also helps give back to what was given to us and helps propagate the program so other people can come in and get help. You know, it's 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 vitally important to us and to others to like you know give away what we got you know to like take the time and the patience to help other people you know it's like very very important what would you say so like not every meeting but a lot and with the works if you work it right after you say the Lord's prayer, like in our home group. Mm -hmm. And there are some people it used to, I'll be, I'll be extremely honest talking about that rigorous honesty with it would super piss me off when people 
that relapse and never come back into the rooms says, oh, that didn't work for me. <laughs> um, and that's because I look at that as for me. And this is just for me. And I'm still, I, if I'm being honest, I'm probably still working through it. It doesn't make me as aggravated as it used to. But I look at it and I go, yeah, that's because you didn't, didn't work it. You did what you wanted to do. And when stuff got scary or hard, like the, the, what we just admitted, you just like said, no, nah, I'm good. Like step 12. No, nah, I'm good. Reading. No, nah, I don't really feel like reading or like actually going to meetings. And uh, yeah, it's, it's too many. I'll go to one a week. And that's, you know, that might work for some people, but. I can guarantee if you don't do any of those things, the odds that you'll not maybe drink or use again, but have the life that we have when we're on the beam. I don't, I don't think that's obtainable for me. If I did that, it would not be obtainable to do. So how do you, I guess, how do you combat that? Do you have any suggestions for me, James, as far as like to, continue to uh i guess convince maybe like one of your sponsees that you're talking about or, or somebody in the room Stannis, uh that's new how do you convince them that this work needs to be to be done i'm glad you brought that up mike you know he said dennis james i said he both said, i said oh. both okay you I, guys, I, you, I only heard my own you, <laughs> you guys rock paper scissor all right, tell me what you do, and then I'll do the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, James, James, you go first, since your name is first in the alphabet. That, well, it's fair, because I was being a jerk. <laughs> I deserve to go last. What do you got, James? Oh, I, I don't think you're a jerk, Dennis. You just misunderstood. Horribly. So, I liked what you were you were talking about. You know what? What people think a lot of times, newcomers, that this isn't a magical program. You know, when you come in, there's a, a path that the, you know, the founders laid before us in 1935 when they founded this program, and they said that if you thoroughly follow this path, um, you will be, you will stay sober. I don't remember. What did they say? If you thoroughly Something like follow that, if you build it. <laughs> Kevin Costner will come. There you come. So, so it's not it's not like you're going to come to a couple meetings and boom, you're going to stay sober. And um, um, I think people, when they when they start looking at these steps on the wall, um, they they kind of get freaked out. Um, they get freaked out because they're ashamed. They're filled with guilt, and um, they're afraid. They're afraid of what other people will think of them, which is crazy because they, like for me, I did so much, you know, things that are not in tune with the way God would have me to be. And I hurt so many people to come to this point and be like, oh, I'm afraid of what you're going to think to think of me. It's just insane. Like you need to just do what it says in these steps, exactly how it says to do it. And it's, it's a promise that you will start to feel freedom. Um, and it, it's not going to be like an overnight thing. Like 
I'm three and a half years sober and you know, I'm feel, I feel like I'm, I'm in a different, a different world sometimes, you know, the way I think about the world. Um, and because this isn't just a magical program, you have to do these steps in order to get what the other people have. And the other people are the, the people who have, you know, really changed the way they think about life, the way they treat people, the way they uh, look at the world, you know, um, the people who I gravitate towards and, and want to be around are the people who have really given their life uh, over to God. And because no one is perfect, everyone will fall. Everyone will do things that aren't in God's will. The difference is now is that I... And running away from that way of life and trying my best to be a good, decent human being instead of running towards uh, chaos, destruction, um, all sorts of negative energy. It, it's a big difference. And, you know, I have the tools and the ability to catch myself today. Um, and it hurts, you know, when I'm not in God's will. You know, I get this feeling in my gut, and it's it, it just does not feel good. Sometimes I do it anyways, and I feel horrible. Um, but I try not to do it the next day, if that makes sense. What about you, Dennis? Um, I usually try to take the, the traction, not promotion kind of stance to it. To where, you know, it's not my job to convince someone to do anything. You know, um, with the work, it's like I encourage newcomers to, you know, keep coming back because in 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 the long run, the more meetings they come to, the more they're going to hear about the work or the steps and, and people's experiences and stuff. And hopefully they can relate enough to be like, okay, yeah, like if they did this stuff and it worked for them then maybe I should try that because that's how it was for me when I first came in it was hearing what people had gone through what happened and where they are now that was like oh my god like these people understand what I'm going through and they seem to be past it so maybe I should give them all the chance and that's what it is for me like if if someone's not ready to do the work or open-minded enough to like you know relate instead of compare then there's nothing that i can say to convince them all i can do is encourage them like hey you're in the right place keep coming back and eventually you know they'll be ready and i think you like for the most part most people like newcomers and stuff will let you know when they're ready they'll ask like well well what do i do next you know or what do i like you know what's the sponsor thing about or what's this about you know and i usually like make myself available you know when the hand of aa when someone asks you want to hate and a to be there but i don't want to extend my hand and go force someone to do something or come in so i usually sit back casually talk to people and just look for them to ask and then you answer you give them the answer, but you don't tell them what to do. You tell them what you did. 
you know, and then if they ask, well, will you be my sponsor? Then that's when you step up and be like, okay, I, I will be your sponsor. What are you willing to do? Anything? All right. Then you start to work with them. But if someone doesn't come to me like that, then I'm not the one that's going to be able like, oh, yeah, you need to go ask this person to be a sponsor or I'm going to be your sponsor and this is what you're going to do. It's like, no, you can sit back, attraction, let them kind of get a feel of the water, what the temperature is like. And then when they're ready to dive in, they'll reach out, you know? There are certainly people that do it the opposite. They like, you know, newcomers will come in and you'll have the old timers sit down, shut up. You have nothing to say. And if you don't want this program, we don't need you. Get out. Have you, have you ever guys ever come across people like that? Yeah, I have, but that's not my cup of tea. Is is that going to be us when we start drinking tea? That's that's not right. No, I don't know. I feel yeah. like I feel like it might be me. I'm gonna have to watch it. So when you said, and uh, and thank you guys for that. I think that I got a lot out of it. I also really like the hand of AA. Well, if, you know, if you want the hand of AA to be there for that, I'm responsible. Uh, a friend of mine. <laughs> this sounds like I'm making it up. I'm not. Friend of mine, Lenny in Burlington, Vermont, did not have arms. So he did not have hands. And he would say, I want the foot of AA to mm-hmm. always be there. And for that, I'm responsible. And I think that works. Nobody grabbed his foot. But I would say, if you want what is shared in the rooms, then there was a newcomer in uh, the meetings today. And before uh, the meeting started, you know, I always like, reminding newcomers like hey kind of sounds like a lot of the stuff that you might hear the next hour is a bunch of bs because i know i myself i didn't believe that the promises would come true and some people say the promises are modest you know like so much more will be revealed type thing and all the lingo and all the slogans i mean heck this alone work 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 is a slogan but it uh they're great reminders that yeah there might be some exaggerations in the rooms but if people put the time in the exaggerations um or probably that person's truth or uh said in a way that is meant to help you know i've exaggerated many things in the past that has not helped anybody but me be like oh i made somebody laugh look at me and my favorite things are to i guess pull memories or experiences or feelings that really helped me in the past and hope that it does today you know and it takes like dennis was saying like reaching out to somebody else you know and and being there that's really so important. Anything else with work, work, work? Any other questions that, that came up for you guys? Progress, not perfection. So as you work the program, you know, it's, you want to get a little better each day. And uh, it's not going to be an overnight matter. Yeah, I agree with that. I also think it's important to realize that this, like, the work is, and, like, the steps is not – a one-time shot and then I'm done. It's, it's, it's 
like in the process of doing the work, you learn the tools to be able to like, you know, live life on life's terms and stuff. So there you can, for the rest of your life, you can apply these steps to the situations of your life. And it's an ongoing constant thing. You know, it's, 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 it becomes a lifestyle and like coping mechanisms, learn how to process through your fears and all of this. Like it's, it's, it's a, invaluable toolbox that is, is relevant and useful through, for the rest of your life. You know? I love that. Um, I will be honest in saying we do not have a topic set for next week, but there's a way if you're listening to this and you're like, I really want to maybe talk about this topic. There's a way to reach out and that's through our Twitter, which is the awesome. What is it? The awesome defective people what is no, it dennis it's, it's at dennis is the best in the whole world at twitter.com yeah you'll find it no. it's 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 a dot com and not underscore characters that's really what it is twitter that's really that's really on there because uh yeah because we have no idea we have no <laughs> we have no idea what the topic is every single week something comes up which is a great thing about this program but if you have any suggestions that would be great. Anything else to add, James, before we bow it up? I'm um, all set. You guys have an awesome day. Absolutely. We'll be back next Thursday sharing our experience, strength, and hope with you on episode 63. We're the defective characters entirely ready to have all these character defects removed. To remember, it works if you work it. And we'll see you next time. Woo-hoo. There it is. What? What was that? I don't know. It was my woohoo. Yeah, I don't want to see your woohoo. I mean, <laughs> oh, no. Zip up, Dennis. <laughs> no.